Even before the COVID-19 pandemic, leading a public organization is a monumental endeavor. Research shows that CEOs who seek counsel and intelligence from their internal and external allies make better decisions than leaders who keep their own counsel. Strategic intelligence through allies, that's what we're talking about in today's podcast. Welcome, I'm Kelly McCauley, producer of the Director's Cut podcast for Corporate Directors Forum and president of McCauley & Company, where we help good leaders become great through high-impact executive coaching and results-driven leadership programs. Today, our esteemed guest is Richard Pasco, president and CEO of Histogen, whose mission is to redefine regenerative therapies in the areas of hair growth, dermal fillers, and cartilage repair. Richard, you had us at hello. Thank you for joining us today to talk about the importance of strategic intelligence for CEOs, where you get it, and how it helps you be a more effective leader. It's a real pleasure to be here. Thank you, Kelly. So before we dive in, here are additional details about Rich Pasco. As CEO, he recently took Histogen public uh, during a pandemic, by the way. He's previously held CEO roles at Apricus Biosciences, so Maxin Pharmaceuticals, and Mr. Pasco is on the board of directors of ChemFarm, Celos Therapeutics, Biocom, and the Johnny Mac Soldiers Fund. A decorated former army leader, including being a Bronze Star recipient, we thank you for your service to our country. Thank you, it's an honor to be here. It was an honor to serve our country and I look forward to our discussion today. Now, you were a guest along with ResMed CEO Mick Farrell on our CDF April webinar, which was titled Pivoting Strategies, Corporate Leadership's New Reality, and your comments then inspired this podcast. So you talked about the importance of gathering intelligence from many avenues, staying connected with people inside and outside of your industry, and paying attention to what's going on in the world. Tell us how this strategy helped you lead Histogen and what's your system for keeping on top of all of these connections? Yeah, well, you know, I think it's important for leaders uh, at every level to, to really stay informed about not only what's going on within their own respective industry or, and sort of, you know, uh, in their neighborhood, so to speak, but to sort of widen the aperture in terms of understanding uh, how, whether it's world events, national events, policy issues, or affecting the industries in which we work. And certainly within our biotechnology, pharmaceutical industry, there are a number of, of influences and factors that are going on uh, each and every day that will affect our ability to uh, be successful. Uh, I've been very fortunate, I guess, to say over the years to have been involved in a number of different uh, organizations uh, to be able to serve. In fact, I continue to serve uh, through my um, uh, responsibilities as a civilian aide to the Secretary of the Army, which allows me uh, access to information flow each and every day that I spend a considerable amount of time reviewing. And what I mean by that is I, I'm able to not only just, you know, uh, turn on the computer and, uh, you know, look at stock quotes, but more importantly, to really dig deeper into uh, issues and events that are impacting our world uh, at every level. And, and I've, I've made a practice of that over the years so that, you know, it's not just a very, very narrow focus or, or narrow lens, if you will, that I'm, that I'm looking through, but a, a much wider lens. And if you think about it, you know, everything we do today is connected to, um, to events and, and other uh, countries and this global economy. 
And, you know, as I think as we've walked through the last, you know, six or seven months um, with the advent of COVID, uh, with some of the, you know, issues that we're facing as a country right now, I think it's important to, to understand what's happening on a broader uh, level and to be able to develop uh, one's own worldview about what's going on and how that might impact, you know, your professional life and your personal life and everything in between. And you also talked about how reading in various areas for information that you started seeing some things to pay attention to early on in the pandemic. And of course there were things going on in your organization and it helped you make decisions or at least be prepared for things that unexpectedly popped up for us all. Yeah. And, you know, as, as we began to understand what this COVID pandemic, you know, might look like in its early days, obviously having uh, access and insight into some of those things uh, through these various information channels that, I, that are available to me, you know, we began to sort of come back internally here at Histogen and think about, all right, um, this could impact our business and it could impact, you know, our ability to execute on the strategy we've laid out for this year and beyond. And so let's start to think about that impact if, and start to war game, if you will, what might happen. And, you know, for example, we have one of our suppliers for one of the, one of the key uh, elements of, uh, that goes into our manufacturing process uh, located in Wuhan, China. And so you can imagine when this pandemic began to, you know, creep up, even before it became sort of front page news and states and local governments started shutting down, we had to think about how we're going to source material from, uh, from some other place in the world and, you know, put in, uh, into uh, our thinking, you know, that uh, how we might be able to do that. And in essence, we were able to address, you know, a critical issue, a critical item early on just because we started thinking about uh, and, and gaining access to information that really wasn't um, you know, top of mind for most people uh, in our country and certainly not in our industry. You know, here's the thing, when you were talking about it, and we obviously had spoken before this podcast, so obviously you're, we, I just gave a snippet of Rich's bio, but he's a busy guy. And so as you talk about all, it's not just you're reading things, you're connecting with people across the world. And so how do you fit that into your busy schedule? How do you make that? I know it's something you do regularly. So it's not just I read stuff, but you reach out to people that are important with regard to current and future decisions um, and information that you want to stay abreast of. So tell us, how do you do it? Well, you know, I'm, I'm a big believer in staying connected and networking and utilizing whatever avenues are available to one to, uh, to be able to do, um, you know, to do what we do, uh, you know, on, on a full-time basis. I mean, of course, my, my primary role and primary commitment is to uh, Histogen as president and CEO. That's, uh, that's where my priority lies. But I tend to think of these other relationships and opportunities, whether it's board service, uh, which I serve on a couple of boards you mentioned, whether it's my connectivity back into the military community and the Army specifically, those are just opportunities in my mind to, to augment, to supplement what I'm doing here at Histogen. And what I mean by that is, as I just said, you know, 
being um, in a position to have access to information, and it's all, it's nothing classified or secret, if you will, but, but, but information that is timely has helped us as an organization uh, avoid uh, issues and challenges, you know, one that I just mentioned. I think moreover, you know, as, as I think about the connectivity I have through those different uh, avenues, be it through Biocom or, um, or be it through my, my uh, Army connection, uh, you know, able to connect with other industry leaders. One of the examples of that I can share is that um, several weeks back, there was a, a group of industry executives uh, that was asked to come together, myself included, to advise the Army side of Operation Warp Speed. If you recall, Operation Warp Speed was put in place by the current administration uh, to try to accelerate the development and ultimately the distribution of a COVID-19 vaccine. And so uh, being able to contribute to that conversation early on about what might be important to the leaders in the Army who don't have a lot of you know, pharma experience um, and to be able to share that collectively with other uh, leaders in our industry, CEOs and, um, and folks that, you know, some of which are household names, um, you know, that not only allowed me to, to give back in a significant way to our country and to, to hopefully towards finding a solution to this COVID pandemic, but also an ability to network and learn and to uh, bring that back into the organization which I lead here at Histogen. So I just see it all as being, uh, you know, beneficial not only uh, to me personally, to me professionally, but importantly to the organization. So I don't see it as segments. I don't see it as, you know, I'm spending X time here versus Y time there. I see it all as just one big continuum and one opportunity to grow and to enhance what we're doing here at Histogen. Such a great example. Now you shared that when the pandemic hit, your board was super helpful to you as CEO. So what exactly did they do that you especially valued? Yeah, well, you know, I, I have a terrific board and one that's, uh, you know, that's very supportive of what we're doing and I think has uh, been invaluable through this, uh, this period of time, which we've, you know, encountered um, over the last six months. If you think about it, uh, we were in the middle of uh, trying to close out a merger in the first half of this year that was a, a, with Canada's Pharmaceutical. That was what allowed us to go public. Um, we were on the cusp of launching a major clinical trial for one of our assets, uh, HST001, which is the alopecia product. And of course, we had the overlay of COVID-19 on top of that. So, you know, a, a circumstance that uh, presented several challenges. And I think what our board did to answer your question that was most helpful was, was really asking the right questions. And I believe in the power of questions and that questions can sometimes uh, help us to, you know, um, uh, ensure that we're doing things uh, appropriately and, and, and sort of their you know, they're, they're sort of safeguarding uh, the organization along the way. And so as an example, of course, they were asking the appropriate questions around how do we protect our business through this COVID, uh, through this COVID and, and what might, what impact might it have on us uh, with respect to the merger or, uh, or our clinical trials? Um, how do we protect our people? And what are we doing to ensure that our, you know, our people here, a very talented group, 
um, can continue to function and operate the business under these circumstances. But I think most importantly, um, and what I really found helpful was the question about what opportunity does this circumstance present to us? Meaning, you've got a merger underway, you've got a clinical program you want to kick off, uh, and you have this pandemic that is influencing virtually everything that's going on within the organization. Um, how do we take the opportunity now to look at all of those things in context and, um, and develop new opportunities or alter what we're doing in such a way that will lead to an even better outcome? And I think having that question posed and sort of challenging myself and the management team to go back and reevaluate some things ultimately led to much better outcomes. We got the merger closed. We got our clinical trial kicked off. It's, it's moving along uh, right on schedule. Uh, and I think from, a, from, a, you know, from an organizational standpoint, we've actually strengthened our ability to function, uh, particularly in a setting where you know, it's less than ideal. And so I, you know, we, we've been able to learn from all of that. And it's because the board came and, uh, together quickly uh, ask the right questions, and those questions led us to certain actions. That was the benefit that that I and, and the support that I received from the board that I thought was was really critical. Well, as an executive coach, of course, I'm a big fan of questions. And you know, look, even CEOs and people who are on boards having someone to think out loud with, who's also walked in your footsteps, or perhaps. Um, not just walked in your footsteps, but mm-hmm. uh, have experienced what you're about to experience maybe on various levels and in different industries allows you to have all these different perspectives. So that leads us to the next question, which is, you know, we talked about your approach to decision-making with boards and leaders, especially when multiple variables are present, especially like Conidus, what is your strategy? So meaning what is your strategy when very multiple variables are present? Mm-hmm. Well, I think again, it, it comes back to, you know, this, this um, topic of questions and, you know, asking the right questions and making sure that we're, we're have a framework in place to make those decisions. And, you know, from, from my point of view, then the strategy that I found to be most effective in, in that setting uh, is to first of all define whatever the objective is. In other words, if you have to make a decision about something, you need to define first and foremost, what is the desired end state? What is the outcome you're looking for? And I think as part of that question, um, inevitably you need to ask yourself, do I need to make a decision right now? I think um, a wise person once told me, don't, don't ever make a decision until you have to. I think sometimes we're too quick to make decisions and that can sometimes lead to issues. But first and foremost, do I need to make a decision? And then what is it that, that, I, that I want to accomplish? What is that desired end state? I think from there, it's then critically important for leaders and boards, especially to really analyze the situation and to collect as much information, again, through asking questions. What do we know? What do we think we know? Um, what information do we need to collect to be able to make a good decision? And then how do we, how do we gather that information? What, what are those, those touch points that we need to address? And from there, you know, as you, once you've had the ability or chance, I should say, to analyze um, those questions and to collect that information, this intelligence, if you will, 
then I'm a big believer in developing um, independent courses of action, meaning what are the possible scenarios that could play through here? And then to pressure test those through, you know, what in the military we call wargaming. I think it's still an appropriate term here, but to uh, rely upon uh, folks that are maybe not even on your, uh, you know, on your, um, uh, on your org chart, but to look outside the organization or, or even to bring in the board at that point uh, under certain circumstances to, again, sort of war game the scenarios, if you will, uh, take the opposite point of view and to ask good questions about why this course of action might work or not work, what things might influence your ability to execute on that. And I think once you've completed that part of the process to then select a course of action that best fits the desired end state that best uh, uh, addresses your objective and then move forward on that basis. And so for me, this this sort of decision-making process, uh, whether it's a complex situation like we've had recently and continue to go through with a pandemic overlaying other factors, or whether it's something that's a little more straightforward, I think it demands sort of going through that discipline process. And then, of course, along the way, you need to continue to evaluate whether that particular decision um, is, is still a good one. And are there alterations one might need to make? So it's not a it's not a defined moment where you make a decision and off you go and you never look back. I think it's important for management teams, leaders, and board members especially to continue to, to pressure, uh, pressure test the, the decisions that are being made and ensure that we're addressing um, issues that are going to lead to success or failure. You know, it's funny because I did a podcast on scenario planning about a month ago with an expert who does scenario planning, who runs them. And it was inspired again by what you and Mick brought up at the podcast in April, because what I found is that people who've done scenario planning, you know, they didn't land, they landed strong, maybe not on their feet, maybe on their knees, but they were able to hop onto their feet pretty quickly. And so I'm encouraging people to get that as part of a business practice. Yeah, I think that's incredibly important. And, and I can't stress enough how important it is, you know, to, to, to look to outside uh, influences and, and opinions and, and experts to help guide you through that process. I think the, the thing that, um, you know, leaders can sometimes uh, do that, uh, that, that might lead to, you know, uh, unexpected or, or um, unacceptable outcomes is to you know be too insular in their thinking to 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 be too you know focused on one thing without considering uh, other options and I think it you know there are certainly times in our lives where a decision needs to be made quickly and you know I think the the opportunities for that uh, certainly present themselves every day and and sometimes you have to go with your gut if you will but at the end of the day I think it's important for leaders and for boards to expect that um, the organization takes a, a much more comprehensive approach to decision-making and ensuring that they've looked at as many risk uh, and opportunities as possible. And then once they commit, of course, continue to measure that along the way. Yeah, that's terrific. <laughs> Rich, thank you so much for sharing your insights on strategic intelligence with us. Thank you. It's a pleasure. And uh, I hope uh, everyone out there stays safe and healthy. Uh, we look forward to coming back sometime soon. <laughs> Great. So listen, to learn more about Rich Pasco, 
and Histogen, which Histogen is maybe my favorite company right now, and I'm rooting for you guys to really nail it. The sooner the better. Uh, so if you want to hear more about Histogen and Richard Pasco, go to histogen.com. It's H-I-S-T-O-G-E-N.com. You can check board of directors and you will learn more about him. And there's a lot of really exciting things on to learn about Histogen on the website. To subscribe to more podcasts like this, please visit macaulayandco.com podcast. You can also check out our online blueprint for high-performing leaders self-study program for your team. To learn about critical board member issues, challenges, and solutions like those brought up in today's podcast, go to directorsforum.com. Until next time, we wish you the best on positively impacting the organizations you lead.